You're listening to episode number 18 of the Brain BS Podcast. It's okay to be a late bloomer. Welcome to the Brain BS Podcast, where you will learn how to recognize when the BS detector in your brain is sounding off and how to use that knowledge to get what you want out of life. Now here's your host, certified life coach from the Life Coach School and podcast newbie extraordinaire, Maureen Kafkas from MK Coach LLC. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I think today that Rain BS definitely has to start with the weather because no matter where you are right now, we're all complaining about the snow. Uh, in the Chicago area, we're just getting some flurries, so nothing is stuck to the ground. But I know in Ohio, I have family members who the ground is covered. I saw pictures of it. And I just think it's so funny and so interesting because every year... We act like it is such a big deal and such a surprise when it snows in April. (laughs) And everybody gets so annoyed and frustrated, and we're sending pictures to each other. And it really is funny, uh, seasonal weather. People who don't have uh, four seasons don't really understand what it's all about. I feel you, though. I definitely do not want to see snow today myself, but I don't know. I just think it's interesting. I I guess it's basically rejection of reality, right? Rejecting the present moment, and that's what causes us suffering because it turns out it's supposed to snow today. That's the reality of the situation. It was always going to snow, and us thinking it wasn't going to snow is just delusional thinking, or we might call it wishful thinking. I'm sure I was wishing for that. And then speaking of Brain BS, I thought I would talk a little bit about the book I've read and the meditation I'm doing, which I've mentioned on here before, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. But for those of you who have something about your personality or even a physical ailment or some kind of condition that are really inspired and really want to try to do something to change it and improve it, Highly recommend this meditation. It's really been helping me a lot. And I went from meditating about two times a day for 20 minutes, sometimes not quite that much in the evening and sometimes a little more in the mornings. But now I um, am doing it closer to 45, 50 minutes a day. And for a while there with the book, you have to do it like an hour and 15 minutes. It, I know it's like I had so much resistance to meditating. I really did. I was just like, how could it be that helpful to just sit there? But I am telling you, it's amazing. It gives you such peace of mind. And then everything just kind of opens up and you just kind of draw things to you and life just gets better. You, you kind of make things happen. It's like the law of attraction. I've also been doing an abundance meditation, uh, Abraham Hicks, and I really like that. And I ordered some more books and stuff. So maybe I'll do a podcast on some of the resources. I don't know. That might just be me that's interested in that. (laughs) Uh, Well, you can always ask me. You can email me if you have any questions about any of that stuff. And you'll hear the email or the website address at the end of the podcast. Okay, so let's get to the topic of the week, which is it's okay to be a late bloomer. And I know because I am one. This blog 
And podcast topic is near and dear to me. As a woman who did not graduate from my undergrad until I was 32, I didn't get married till I was almost 40. And then I wasn't able to have children by the time I tried to have them. Now, there was a time in my life where this caused me a great deal of stress that I wasn't like everyone else. And I've come to realize that it's actually kind of what sets me apart from other people and kind of makes me special. So I no longer feel like anything went wrong, that I had like a timeline that went awry. I'm comfortable with the way everything played out now. Not only am I comfortable, I actually celebrate that I'm different and I sort of had my own path. So let's start with college. Let's suffice it to say I was not a cheerleader or in a sorority when I went to college. I didn't live in the dorms and meet all kinds of people who would end up being lifelong friends. I didn't get to go to like my roommate's house for the weekends to get to know their families or experience campus life and hanging out on the quad. I didn't get supported financially by my parents while trying to get an education and, you know, adjusting to the facade of being independent. Nope, my path was quite different than that. That is, my experience was not like the average college student. So I left home uh, on my own as a traveling pixie photographer at the age of 19, and I spent a year on the road. So I would receive a letter each week telling me what town to go to next and set up my BD Imperial 90 camera. Do not ask me why I still remember that, but that's the name of the camera and the local JCPenney stores. So yes, I was that woman taking pictures of your little kids and trying to get them to smile and do all this stuff with uh, in the JCPenney stores. So after I finished that, I decided to move to Denver, Colorado, and that's when I got into the restaurant business. And I loved it because it was flexible. It was like one big party. There was a bunch of people to meet. I could make cash quickly. And there was lots of flexibility in my schedule. There were downsides as well. I had to work every weekend, many nights, many holidays. And I didn't get paid when I wasn't working. So whenever I get sick or something, that would become a source of stress because I always, always needed money. But I knew probably a few years into the restaurant business, that that was not going to satisfy me and that I had the potential to do more than that. So I thought about going to college at the age of 24, but it actually took me three years to actually start and go. Another interesting thing also was that I moved back in Youngstown, which is where I'm from, with my parents which was mortifying for me because I had this like great adventurous life, lived these different places, and then I was back home with mom and dad. But that didn't really last very long because I ended up leaving, getting my own apartment, and then I ended up going to Columbus to go to Ohio State and get into an occupational therapy program. But it definitely made it harder wanting to be independent and not being at home because then all the financial strain fell on me. But, you know, I always thought it was worth it to stress over making money and being on my own. I just always did. I started working when I was 13 at a Manicore restaurant. My friend Sue, she got us jobs there. So and then I worked at Days Inn restaurant. So I, I just always worked and I always had cash and I always made my own money. Anyway, when I look back on my college days, 
I don't remember fun times or happy memories and budding romances. Not that there weren't some. I mean, I enjoyed it and everything, and I enjoyed the classmates, but I didn't keep in touch with any of them. I primarily remember the financial stressors, ER visits, because I got gastroenteritis almost every final and was throwing up all over the place. And I just remember being anxious a lot. I used to feel like I missed out on this wonderful experience that the younger students get to have. It always made me really sad that I didn't get to have that. But I don't feel that way at all anymore. Because the whole experience is part of why I am who I am today and that I'm willing to try to be an entrepreneur at the age of 57. So I I really actually appreciate all the challenges And I'm proud of the courage I had to keep moving forward. I developed resilience, tenacity, determination, because I didn't feel like I had a choice. I didn't have like a safety net or a backup plan. I'm sure my parents would have let me move back in with them, but that was out of the question. Not finishing college or not getting a job in my major, never never even entertained that idea at all. This determination to stay focus serves me well in my life and definitely is helping me now with trying to start my business. So yeah, my memories are a little bit different than when some other people look back on their college days. Now mind you, I'm not saying that there's other people that didn't have it worse or better than me. I always like to throw this in there. We all have different experiences, right? Some of us lived at home throughout the entire college. Some of us had to take care of our parents and they might have been sick or ailing. Whatever the case, me going to Ohio State and then switching majors added on years to college. So it took me seven years to get through college. So then by the time I graduated, I was 32. And I don't mind telling you I felt older than dirt, (laughs) which is kind of funny now because 32 is nothing. Okay, let's talk marriage now. First, I just want to say, Do you have any idea of what it's like to be single and in your 30s and not in a serious relationship in this society? It can be an excruciatingly painful time for young women when they're alone and they're in their 30s, especially the further along you get in your 30s. So I want all of you to be aware of that because I literally had people coming up to me and asking me what was wrong with me, and why wasn't I in a relationship. They would actually look kind of baffled and try to problem solve with me why I could not find a man and why I was on my own. The old TikTok biological clock thing didn't help either. This really messed with my head and made me question my value and self-worth as a woman and a human being. About that time, I started to develop the delusion that God just wanted me to be alone and that I was not meant to have a life like most people. And of course, those such just perpetuated me continuing to be single when I'm thinking that God has a plan for me to stay alone. That's not really going to inspire the actions that are going to get me results that that end up with me being with someone. I finally, by my late 30s, decided to do something radical, and I decided to lose weight and abstain from alcohol for an entire year just to see what would happen. And I did learn that alcohol does stunt your emotional growth. I grew a lot in that time, and I became more self-aware, and I understood that God did not have a plan for me to be alone. 
<laughs> which is a, a pleasant relief for me to find out. And I decided that the only reason why I was alone was because of the choices I had made. And now with all the work I've done on thought work, I totally make sense to me why I was alone, because I kept looking for evidence of why I was supposed to be alone. So of course, you know, the old saying, once you stop looking for it, that's when it happens. Although maybe you don't know that if you didn't wait a long time to get married. But that's what everyone tells you. Oh, it'll happen when you least expect it. Well, guess what? We're always looking for it and expecting it when we're in our late 30s and we're not in a relationship. Just newsflash out there for all of you. So, but I, I totally get the point because that was right when I met my husband, right after that. And that's when I got married. Now, before I go further, I feel like I should interject a point. There's plenty of people that don't get married, that don't want to get married, and plenty of women in their 30s who are happy to be alone. I always feel like I need to consider everybody's point of view when I'm doing this, but ultimately it's my podcast and I'm sharing my stories. Okay, so moving on. For a lot of people, after they get married, then comes the baby carriage, but not for us and not for a lot of people. It turned out, you know, I don't really know. I always say it was because I waited too long to try, but my intuition tells me that I may have never been able to have children I'm not sure. There was just something that, I I don't know, maybe I just didn't, I was never wired to have to have children or that I thought that I needed that to fill whole. It was just not something that some women are, you know, they know they're going to have children and they know they want to be a mother and they're really excited about it from a very early age. That just wasn't me. Okay, I just have to share as I'm editing this, it cracks me up that I'm now determining that maybe I could never have kids. And this is the woman who thought that God wanted me to be alone. (laughs) So the brain BS just never stops. It just keeps coming. And we decide if we're going to jump on the bandwagon and buy into it, or if we're not. So even though I was never really wired, and I was like really driven to have children, it was still really sad for me in a very difficult time when I found out that I couldn't. It was also at the same time that my mom died. So super stressful and challenging time. And for years, like a long time, it would make me tear up when I saw other people having a baby or getting, you know, getting pregnant and the baby showers and and all that fun stuff. And then, you know, like the moms who just love their kids and don't mean any harm, but they're always telling you, well, you don't know what it's like because you're not a mother. And then the whole idea of missing out on having a childbirth experience as someone who likes to experience a lot of different things. I just had a lot of the fear of missing out that was involved with that. But I've also come to terms with that. I don't get sad at all anymore. I'm just happy for people who get to have babies that want to have them. I, you know, I feel for people who are doing fertility treatments and they're struggling and they're desperate to have babies and they can't. I'm super, super grateful that I never um, had that need. There was a time in my life where I thought I was supposed to have children or that everyone is supposed to have children. But I know now that that's not true, especially with all the thought work I've done, because there's many of us that cannot have children. Not everybody is supposed to have babies. If we were, then we would all be having them. And that doesn't get to happen for everyone. So for me to think that I should have a baby when I don't, 
is just another delusion, another way to cause myself suffering. It's a rejection of reality. And it's just, it's not useful. Nothing good comes from it. I also believe that my experience with being a late bloomer, not being like other people, and not being able to have children is really going to be helpful for me as a coach because I know what it's like for a lot of women for a lot of different things that they're experiencing. And I know what it's like to be different and to question yourself and question your value and your self-worth, wonder if there's something fundamentally wrong with you, Um, all of it. I've been through all of it. One of my new favorite thoughts that I've come up with in terms of not being able to have children that makes me feel good and helps other women I know to feel better is that I like to think that having children is ordinary and I was meant for something extraordinary. That feels way better than thinking there's something fundamentally wrong with me or I'm missing out. You know, it just makes me, as I close this up and um finishing up the podcast, it's just like so curious to me, like why we all have to have the same life. Why do we all have to have like the teen college days, the budding romance in our 20s and the children in our 30s? Why can't we just find our own path and live our own lives the way we choose to without all of the compare and despair? Oh, my goodness. You know, we can't. I really believe we can if we manage our mind and choose our thoughts about ourselves on purpose. So for those of you who are out there doing things behind schedule, so to speak, which is totally a man-made mental construct type of thing, there's no such thing as being ahead of schedule or behind schedule. There's only your schedule. But if you feel like you're not doing something when you should or that other people have, you know, they're ahead of you, they're making more money than you, they already have their first raise, they already have their first house or they have their first child, don't worry about it. Just live your life and enjoy it. I wish I knew this information when I was in my 30s, but you know the old saying for a late bloomer, better late than never. Sorry, couldn't resist. Have a great week. See you next episode. If you like what you heard here today, please subscribe to the Brain BS Podcast and give me a quick review of five and share the link with anybody and everybody. If you're interested in coaching, check out www.thebrainbs.com where you'll find both individual and group coaching options available. You can also sign up for an awesome freebie I have by going to the website and giving me your name and your email address, and then you'll be on my newsletter as well. Lastly, I want to invite you to join the Brain BS group on Facebook. And remember, the only thing standing between you and the life you want is your brain BS.